Welcome to Joyful Souls, the podcast. I'm Tracy Benson, your host. I am so excited to take this weekly journey with you where we'll take deep dives into real talk with real people living an epically fulfilled existence. We'll give you tips, tools, and strategies that you can use in your everyday life to have more joy, more peace, more love, more connection, more of all the things that really matter. And it's crazily true. When you live like that in alignment, in joy, in peace, just expanding your heart and soul, it's amazing what you manifest and what will just show up at your door. So let's get this trip around the sun started. I'll see you on the flip side. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Joyful Souls, the podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Benson. Today in real time, it's September 28, 2020. I kind of chuckle when I say that because you'd think this year would have gone slow with all that's going on. Sometimes, I mean, the types of things that were going on, right? When we're busy, things tend to move fast. But we've been on lockdown in multiple areas of the world. You know, just life has shifted. We're not doing things the same way we used to, right? A lot of stuff has really shifted. Kids went back to school late. If they're in in class learning, my grandson is, but there are some school systems that have not gone back to in school learning. And that was late. I think he went back, oh, at the end of August, I believe. Theirs was the first school system here to go back. And it's been very successful, I would like to say. They've done a really good job because we haven't had like an outbreak in the school. So uh, a testament to the way that they're running things, keeping everybody safe, right? And, you know, things have shifted business-wise for a lot of people. I know even my business model has shifted somewhat. I have in my real estate business and my property management company, I have tenants that have been gravely affected and therefore owners that have been gravely affected and government not making decisions that help either of those parties, really. That supposed housing money that came in April just started getting distributed. I want to say at the end of July, they started finally processing those applications to completion. I have one tenant that applied in April and they just finally got approved two and a half weeks ago and we have a commitment to pay, but still no funds. They said it can take four to six weeks after the commitment to pay to receive the money. Isn't that like government though? (laughs) You know, they finally tell you you can have it and then they make you wait four to six weeks to get it. Anyway. You know, for that tenant, better late than never, but I've got some that haven't received assistance at all and owners who are gravely affected because they still have mortgages to pay because the deferment only lasted for three months and on the fourth month, you had to pay all four mortgage payments. Wasn't really a good option for most people because if their tenants weren't paying rent and they didn't have the money then, they certainly weren't going to have it in four months because the tenants, even in the best case scenario, A tenant's not going to have 
four or five months worth of rent to pay back at once. It's just not going to happen. Even with the assistance from the government, the gentleman that is getting some money, uh, literally two months without any of the fees and the costs to carry. So while that helps, if you haven't paid since April 1st and October 1st, we're probably not going to get payment from him, obviously, that payment until October 1st with that rent due. That's April, May, June, July, August, September, October. Seven months worth of rent due and two months help from the government. Now, does that mean that the tenant did everything they could have? Probably not. I think that's what happened in a lot of cases is that folks that are tenants had a lot of misinformation, right? There was all this, you know, media about don't worry, you can't be evicted. But they're not telling tenants that, yeah, eventually you will be. It will be on your record. You still owe the rent, the late fees, all of that. Some people have even been under the misconception that the government was paying the owners. And that's the biggest travesty in all that. Most landlords, most of my portfolio of landlords own one, maybe two properties. They're trying to build wealth for retirement, trying to get these properties paid off in their working years so that they will cash flow for them when they retire. The average landlord is not anywhere near wealthy. And yet they've been asked to bear the burden of all of this for the tenants. I mean, the president with the CDC signed an order September 1st that all a tenant has to do is fill out this affidavit and sign it that they've been affected, and no one can touch them until after December 31st. And that's if, that's if they don't extend it. Now, how does that work for you when you're a landlord and you're paying for repairs? You are paying for your mortgage, all the things that you need to do to be right, but your tenant is not paying a dime. Now, I have ultimate compassion for the tenants who've truly been affected by this. But I happen to know also from personal experience from some of the ones that I'm working with on these issues, they have not done everything they can. Most of them just recently started looking for other jobs. And these are people that had stopped paying or have been on payment plans and only paying partial since April of this year. And I know a lot of that's misinformation to them. However, I've been giving them the proper information. My staff has been giving them the proper information. And they still choose not to necessarily do the right thing. You know, sometimes we have to make hard decisions in life, right? Maybe if you're one of those tenants, instead of living off the owner who has their own family to support, and the utility companies who have stopped, you know, turning off power and water for non-payment. So those utility companies are going to get built at the end of this when tenants can't catch up. And what's going to happen there is everybody else's rates are going to get raised. It's going to affect the rest of us. Now, I'm all for giving people a hand up when they need it. I am fiscally conservative, but I am socially liberal. 
I think that's one of the biggest problems with our great country is that we do not take care of our own. Our veterans often suffer in silence or not in silence. Are mentally ill or not properly cared for, many of which are our veterans who served our country. We have an opioid problem, an alcohol problem, a huge problem with obesity, and our healthcare system frankly sucks. It doesn't if you're wealthy and if you have great insurance. The average person does not have either of those things. And while I'm not a socialist whatsoever, I do believe that healthcare is a basic human right. It should be. We need to take care of, and, and that's not just our physical body like in, you know, regular medical needs. Dental should also be in that category because if your mouth is unhealthy, the rest of your body is unhealthy. In fact, bad problems with your mouth can lead to kidney failure, dialysis, all kinds of untoward things just from not having adequate dental care. So why am I talking about this today? Well, I just wanted to bring some awareness from a perspective of I'm not judging anyone. I'm not judging the tenants who maybe haven't done all the things they could. I think a lot of it's misinformation and they really don't know. And there's no one out there giving really good information. In fact, one of my tenants that was in a process of eviction and not for COVID reasons got a letter from because they went to the housing, AZ housing to try to get some help. But that's for COVID people who lost their jobs during COVID. And that wasn't the case with this person. And they sent them an email because they forwarded it to me with all of these things they could do to stop the eviction that had nothing to do with them. And they don't give the right, they're not giving the right information out. Even they told this tenant that the owner just needed to ask and they would get, you know, the rent back. And it's just not the case. So you can hardly blame the tenants. And I guess because as the property manager or the owner or the landlord, they're thinking that, you know, we're out to get them in some way, which is never the case. We want a a nicely reciprocal relationship. You get a house that's in good repair to live in, to call your home in exchange for paying rent, right? There's a trade-off there. There's a reciprocal action there. And right now there's no reciprocal action. Tenants, not all tenants, the majority of tenants are paying their rent, but there is a segment of the population that is not. And these owners are bearing this burden. And it's really just unfair. Like I said, the average owner does not have the money to support other families. They just don't. It's the truth. Now, even mine that do, I have a few that have larger portfolios. They don't have the cash flow issues. They're not worried about paying their mortgages. But still, does that make it right that that segment of the population 
supports the tenants that can't pay their rent. When the government is the one that shut down the country, the government stopped travel. And I'm not saying it wasn't necessary. Please don't mistake that, that I think COVID's a hoax. It's not a hoax. I've known very many people that have been quite ill with it, and I've known quite a few that have died from it. So I'm not saying it's a hoax. I'm not saying that. But the government chose to do these things to protect the population. So the government then needed to put things in place where tenants could get their rent paid directly to their owners so that the owners wouldn't have suffered. And these moratoriums on evictions with no rules for non-payment, if they just fill out this affidavit and claim that they were affected by COVID, because yeah, there's many people who have been, and there's many people who haven't, that still have their jobs, but aren't paying their rent. But when you make that scenario where somebody can stay rent-free and they're not looking at the potential consequences down the road, because eventually that owner's going to get a judgment against them. And eventually they're going to be evicted. And eventually they're going to have that on their credit report and they're going to find it difficult to rent. And they're going to have a judgment against them. And even if they were to maybe get their credit up and stay with family for a while to buy, they're going to have to pay that landlord off. So I'm not sure what the answer is here. I think someone needs to give people accurate information. And maybe the mainstream media could do the tenants and the landlords that great service and actually get the correct information out that no owners aren't getting paid by the government. If you've applied for the funds and you get approved, then they will get some of the money, but that's not going to pay for everything. There's only a certain amount of that allotted. And I'm, I want to say it's three thirty three hundred per person here in Arizona. I don't know if it's the same everywhere. So the average tenant that maybe pays two months rent here, maybe. And if you're now eight behind because you haven't paid since April 1 and you still owe six months of rent, how are you ever going to catch that up? And now, you know, we can't go back and change it now, right? (laughs) There's no going back. We wish we had a crystal ball and we could have thought of all these things earlier and gotten it taken care of but it hasn't. So moving forward, we need to do better with that. And we need to help each other out. If you know the accurate information and you can put it together for people, let them know. Help your friends out who are renting and thinking that, you know, they can just keep going in this status quo and that nothing's going to happen because eventually some of these landlords are going to lose their homes. And then not only is the tenant out, but the owner is out. And the owner should have never been out from this because they didn't do anything other than be a landlord. The tenants, however, while they may have had no control over losing their job, there are lots of other jobs out there. Almost every retail place I know is hiring. Almost every food place I know is hiring. Amazon locally has been hiring like crazy. Now, I know some people have more limited options based on background. Maybe they have 
you know, a criminal conviction from a long time ago. I'm not speaking about those folks. I'm talking about the average person. The average person can go get a job and possibly they're not going to make as much as they used to. And so maybe they're not going to be able to make full payment of their rent. But if they paid two thirds of their rent every month on a payment plan, then when the state finally got around to giving them their assistance, they would get caught up. The owners would be made whole. The whole system would flow and it would make sense. Right now, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for tenants because a lot of these tenants are going to end up evicted and with a huge judgment against them with a hard time renting again. And I don't care what they say about people saying you can't use evictions during COVID against people. Well, unless the people can prove that they tried to get a job and did everything they could to pay their owner back, I don't think that's accurate. I don't think the government can tell private individuals how to screen their tenants. Because I will tell you, I've got a lot of them that are working real hard to keep up on their rent. They've gotten different jobs. They're making payments. They're doing all the right things. They're doing all the right things. And they may or may not ever get help from the government, right? They may never see a dime of that money. And yet they're going to come out on the other end and they're going to done the right thing and they're not going to have any judgments against them. They're not going to have an eviction. They're not going to have trouble renting again because as a landlord, we're going to have great things to say about them. Yeah, during COVID, they buckled down. They did what they needed to do to get things done. Because I'm going to tell you that my experience is the majority of the tenants that were affected did that, did exactly that. We're a great country. We have great people here. But there's always that small segment of the population that thinks they're owed it or they're going to take advantage when they can. And then there's another small segment of the population that maybe doesn't have all the right information that believes everything they hear and see from friends and on the news and don't necessarily listen to the authorities in the space like their landlord, like a real estate attorney, like the housing authority in their local jurisdiction who, when they get an expert there, can tell them. So what do we do moving forward? What's this going to look like next year when we have all these evicted tenants that cannot get rentals. They have to go to a certain segment of the population that will rent to uh, those folks. Like in our case, if you owe another landlord, unless you have been in a repayment plan, you know, a substantial repayment plan and have a good record with that, we're not even looking at you because the propensity to do it again is greater just been my experience. I've been doing this for a long time. And we have to, our job is to protect our owners, right? From that. Now, might be different. Somebody had an eviction 20 years ago, single uh, mom with four kids, husband left, and she got evicted. She didn't work. She went on housing assistance that sort of thing. And now she's off housing assistance because she makes enough money and that's still 
on her record. Now, the judgment shouldn't be because they don't last that long unless somebody renews them. But. And 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 that wouldn't be on a record and nobody's going to be checking her history back that far. But those aren't the t- people I'm talking about. There are some people. You know, that have these problems and, you know, everyone has challenges. Bad shit happens. It's just life. It's what you do with the bad shit afterwards. Do you do the right thing? Do you save and scrimp so that you can pay the person off that you wronged? And for some people, that's extremely difficult. I get it. But even if you paid somebody $10 a month and you owed them $5,000, but you consistently paid them $10 a month every month, that was all the extra money you had. What does that say about you? That says, yeah, I had a problem. I took, I had a challenge. It got the best of me, but I know that I owe that debt. And it may take me my whole life to pay it off $10 a month at a time, but I'll get it done. And that's doing the right thing. That's absolutely doing the right thing. Because there's almost always something you can pay right? And landlords, a lot of them have been waiving fees. If people are making payment plans and sticking to their payment plans, owners have been so generous during this when it's not their problem. It's really not. That is kindness of heart because when you're renting a property for income, it's, it's business. It's not personal. But this situation this year with COVID and the job losses and the businesses closing and all of that. And I had some owners affected by that as well. Some high-end employees that lost their jobs. But most of my owners have been extremely generous because they're human and they're kind. But some people take advantage of that human kind. And there's a line that we don't want to cross. Because when we do, the path back is really, really hard right? And this goes for a lot of things in life. I'm just relating this to the landlord tenant thing that's going on right now, but you can relate it to a ton of stuff, right? We all need to do our best and do the right thing and make the biggest effort. And when we don't know what to do, that's when we need to reach out and seek guidance and counsel from someone who do does know. I mean, the tenants that listen to me, I have a list of charities and different organizations that help people with rent. Do you know that only a handful of my tenants actually took that information and used it? And a lot of it, some of them, it's because they're embarrassed to tell people they couldn't pay their rent. I've never quite understood that because no one opinion should matter to you. It's not about them. If you're doing the right thing and you're trying to get help, that's all that matters right? Because he who is without sin or or error may cast the first stone. (laughs) I guarantee you that's nobody listening and that's certainly not me, right? So let's all work together the rest of this year. Let's see what we can do to help everybody, every single one of us come out on the other side with a win. It's there. It's waiting. We can all do it, regardless of the challenge we're going through right now, the shifts we've had to make. I've had to shift in in all of my businesses. 
it's what happens when winter comes. And usually when true winter comes, we're not prepared like we weren't this year. Luckily, I took advice multiple years ago from a mentor who said, you must always be prepared for winter. And that's how I've survived it. That's how my businesses have survived it. Because I was prepared for winter. Now, I'm, I'm super blessed and I'm super guided and I'm super just grateful that I had that advice and that I took that advice. Now, if you didn't this time, this is the biggest winter I've seen in my lifetime. I'm 57 and a half. This is the biggest winter. So I have seen a lot of crazy things, but this has been kind of taking the cake for what I've seen it to, to do to businesses and employees and just the world in general. And it's not over yet. It's not over yet. I'd like to say it was and that we're coming out on the other side, but we're not. Not yet. And who knows how long this is going to drag on before we actually hit whatever the low is and start going back the other direction. None of us have crystal balls. So now is the time to start preparing for the next winter because we don't know when it'll be. It may not be in my lifetime, the rest of my life at least a big one like this. I mean, we had the economic crash before when the housing market plummeted, the stock market plummeted, everything went crazy. We saw people lose their houses in droves, businesses closed, construction halted in a lot of areas. However, that was a period of years that that came over I think we've had more shift in this in this few months of the year since March of this year than in those several years combined. Now, we haven't seen it maybe affect the stock market and the housing market yet. Those things usually lag behind. And maybe it won't. Maybe we'll have a slight correction and we'll be good. But until businesses get opened and fully operating to their maximum capacity, not these reduced capacities where they're not making money, they're just trying to survive, and all the employees aren't back at work because of it, we're still in a problem area, right? We're still in a challenge area. So let's all be humankind. Let's be kind and be human. We don't know what someone else is story is. We don't know what their challenges are. We don't know what kind of day they've had, what kind of year they've had, what kind of life they've had, what kind of demons they face, because we all face them. So when you want to judge someone or you want to say curt words because they like Trump and you like Biden or vice versa, or you're a Democrat and they're a Republican, you know, you're a liberal and they're a conservative. Let's just take a pause for a moment and ask ourselves, am I perfect? Do I always do the right thing? Even if you mostly do the right thing, you probably don't always do the right thing. Do I make mistakes? Have I had challenges in my life? Do I know what this other person is going through today? Probably you don't. And probably they have no idea on your end either. 
So let's try to get through the next month through the election with ease and grace. Go out and vote. Exercise your right to vote. Do all the right things, or mostly the right things, because we're not perfect. Smile at everyone you see. You'd be surprised how that shifts their day. And yeah, I know. People are like, well, a mask. You can tell when somebody's smiling when they have their mask on. Start paying attention. You'll see. Some people are thinking they can just go around frowning right now because nobody can tell, but you can tell by the eyes. So look at people's eyes. Say hello. Say how are you. If you've got some extra money and you're line for a cup of coffee, buy the person's behind you. Same thing at the drive-thru. You see a mother on a plane, you're on a plane and she's got screaming kids. Ask her how you can help. You know, the small things in life are the really the most important and they're free. Being kind to other humans is totally free. And actually, it gives you such a gift. It gets you a gift of a warm heart and a fuzzy feeling that you possibly change someone else's day. Now, there are people who are going to be cranky and rude and whatever, no matter how nice you are. But that doesn't mean you didn't affect them. And if more people were to affect them in the same manner, maybe sooner or later we'd break down that rough exterior, that bravado, that pretense. Because there's not a single soul on the planet who doesn't want to be happy and fulfilled and blessed and joyful and uh, abundant and all of the good things. Not a soul. All right, guys, you have just the most beautiful day. I love each and every one of you with every fiber in my body, every cell. (sighs) It's just such a pleasure to get on here and talk to you. It makes my day every time I do. All right, guys, take care. I'll see you on the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Joyful Souls Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at tracybenson at joyfulsouls.com. Thanks ever so much for listening and have a beautiful day.